0: As we look back on and celebrate the life of Jeff Dickerson today on ESPN 1000, please consider making a donation at the GoFundMe page for Parker's Fund.
1: We continue on ESPN 1000. Or as my friend likes to say, the ESPN 1000 Network, as we pay tribute to our friend who loved to laugh, the late Jeff Dickerson, who died yesterday at the age of 44 from complications due to colon cancer. Uh, He, somebody just tweeted this and it reminded me, Danny, do you remember when he came on during the preseason of 2019? And he was very critical of Mitch Trubisky. And I went, okay, you, Weederer, I don't want to hear about incompletions at training camp. Stop. Just stop. I don't want to hear any of it. You guys are too negative. You remember? Oh, I remember. And Weederer fired on me. And JD said, You'll learn. You will learn because they're not going
0: to be very good this year. And I refused to buy in on it. They played earlier today when it was Jesse and Meller during your normal time slot seven to ten. Mm-hmm. They played an exchange between you this. and GD. JD when you guys were yelling at each other because he was trying to get you to be you know more even keeled in your Bears fandom and you were mad at him because being ju- too negative. Yes, of course you have it. Yeah, we can play. Let's hear you guys it. just
1: have a great rest of your day. We appreciate and it, Cap. If if anyone calls you tonight, mm-hmm. if Brian Billick calls you back. If you hear from like Napoleon, um, Matt, Matt. If 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 Dan Orlovsky calls you, mm-hmm. if uh, you hear from uh, Jeff George, whoever calls you tonight to tell you tell you that they like Trubisky over Foles, please text me and let me know. Okay. I will wake you up. And by the way, I can just promise that all of the negative people in the world, if the Bears had done what the Patriots did this morning. Oh my God! They would be going up there with shotguns for Ryan Pace. The Patriots gave up a second-round pick in October for Mohamed Sanu and released him this morning. If Ryan had done that trying to win, oh my God, they would have pushed him off the top of the building. But well, it's Bill Belichick. He admits his mistakes and he moves on. Whatever. Well, he also has won how many Super Bowls? I'm not talking Cap.
0: about. I'm talking about okay, that have to do decision. This again.
1: Okay, I have to do this again. Here, on a second. Uh, Cap, we got go. And Ten. Three and 13. We got to go. Five and a lie. Bye, J.D. Love you. There he is, Jeff Dickerson.
2: (laughs) (laughs) What a a heartfelt memory there. (laughs) That warms the cockles. It does.
1: I still remember him being on the phone with me one day. He's like, I love your optimism. I love that you're a Bear fan. But, dude, they're not good. Give it up. Mm -hmm. Yeah didn't we have a song? Danny,
0: who wrote the song? I, I
1: wrote the song. That's what I thought. I
0: Do wrote we have a song about, J- yeah, about JD being so negative <laughs> towards the Bears. Yes. I wrote the song. It was performed by Danny Rocket. It's right. tremendous. JD, it? I will say this. JD was a good sport because before we played it on the air for the first time, I asked him if it was okay and he listened and he chuckled. One of my favorite things about JD when he would join this show, the Cap and Hood show, is he would listen and we could talk to him. In, it's called in the radio and industry in queue, right? He could talk through the board to to Eric or Jeff or whoever's running the board and me and we could hear him. And my favorite thing would be sometimes he would get so worked up over Cap's take. He would be like, he would be ready to roll just because of whatever was spewing out of your mouth. And we'd hear this big, bold chuckle through the board of, of JD just being thoroughly entertained by whatever nonsense was coming out of your mouth. And he could not wait to get on the air to debate it with you.
1: I just don't know what to say. You were blessed, Jonathan, to have all those years to do all those shows, many of which I listened to. And you, I think you were very eloquent and correct a couple hours ago when we got on. It wasn't a network show. It was two guys having a lot of fun that happened to air on the network. Yeah. And that's what radio should be.
2: Yeah. It was um, our own nonsense and Chicago flavor. And... You know, again, being on the network was the pinnacle of my career. It was what I really wanted to do when I was twenty one years of age. I said, Boy, if I could be heard coast to coast even before podcasts and before satellite, this is what I really want to do and I was able to do it with my friend. And um and also doing shows here at ESPN one thousand. It was just fun, um, because he was fun and flexible. And um you know, I I just it's amazing that we're talking about him in the past tense because To me, he's still with me in my heart. Mm -hmm. Um, That big, booming voice, that strong opinions, the, you know, going out to restaurants and closing bars coast to coast. That's always a big thing. Danny, you, you have a story I know about being out because J.D. liked to have a good time.
0: JD, you, you mentioned restaurants, and it, it reminds me of two stories of JD. JD loved food, right? Like, JD was the first foodie I knew, and it didn't have to be great food. Like, he didn't need to go to Chicago Cut. He could go to Potbelly's and, like, order the Meatball Sub and sit there and eat it and enjoy it yes. as if it was legitimately the greatest <laughs> meal he ever had in his life. So I got two good stories about JD and food. The first was back in the day when I produced Mac Yurko, and Harry, and then it turned into Carmen, Yurko, and Harry. J.D. was always like one of the number one fill-in guys if Mac or Carmen were off. And J.D. would come in and he would set himself up at either Mac or Carmen's desk. And he would get in early because he didn't work in the station all the time. When you cover the Bears, you're at House Hall. Mm-hmm. So he would get in early because, as you, know, as you know, Hoodie, J.D. loved the station gossip, right? So he would get in early and he would sit at the desk. And I would come in the office. And you know me, a young producer. I had all these ideas and let's talk about topics. And I would sit down and be like, J.D., here's what we got to talk about. I'd be like, Danny, Danny in that voice, that yes. calming voice, Danny, Danny, let's get the intern in let's figure out what we're going to do for lunch and then fill me in on what I've been missing in the station. Yes, Every time. It never failed. And we'd get the intern in, and he would order Subway as if he was ordering a seven-course meal from the finest restaurant. (laughs) So let me take you back to February of 2008. I'm producing Mac Yerko and Harry. That was the Super Bowl that the Giants played the Patriots in Arizona. At this point, and I've been open about this on the radio, Dan McNeil was a very difficult person for me to work with. And in 2008, it had reached its pinnacle. Like, I was sick and tired of his bleep, and he was sick and tired of my bleep, Mm -hmm. right? And we go to Arizona for the Super Bowl, and we're working all day, and I'm producing shows. And that night, Mac, Yurko, and Harry wanted to take us out for this big, nice dinner in a really expensive steakhouse. J.D. and I happened to be roommates, which we were several times at Super Bowls. He was an easy guy to be a roommate with. And it was time to go to dinner, and I said to J.D., I'm not going to dinner. You guys go to dinner. I don't want to hang out with Mac tonight. I'm not interested in any of this. You guys go have fun. I'm going to go down to the bar. I'm going to chill out. I'm going to do a Danny thing. JD in that voice, that calming high voice, Danny, no, no, no. You have to come (laughs) to dinner. That was exactly what he would say. No, no, no. No, no, no. no, no. You have to come to dinner. Let Mac buy you the wine. Let Mac treat you to this delicious meal. You're only hurting yourself. Why would you not come to the dinner? JD, I am sick and tired of... Danny, I understand, but this is a meal that you're not going to get back with yeah, great friends. That's right. And sure enough, I went with and I had a great time and I sat next to JD. And, and you know what? If I didn't go, I would have regretted it. And yeah. he, but he had that, that – he knew, like, uh, listen, just come with us. You're, everything's going to be okay. I promise you. Yeah, I'll, pu- I'll put you under my wing and take care of you. <laughs> that,
1: yeah, he that, was. That was our friend.
0: I love that, man, the reassuring. That's what J.D. would always and,
2: – and I heard Peggy said this earlier, Peggy Kaczynski. She said, you know, he was always someone that just brought everyone together, right? You know, you go into all these restaurants, you're on the road, you want everybody together. I, I heard Jeff Joniak, the voice of the bear, say it with us earlier, like he wished he was at those dinners. We get so locked in in our BS that we forget about the fun especially in this business high octane you don't know when the knife's coming whether or not the knife is going to come in the front or the back in in our business right or from who or or for whom or or who like or what or where you don't know where it's coming so you are just focused on trying to just survive for the next day in our business and joniak said he says "I, i wish i was at those dinners to spend time with jd and the rest of the bears writers and reporters. He wish he was able to spend just another a day with J.D. That's
1: another thing that the pandemic has robbed us. You and I do games. We go on the road. And, yeah. Hey, where are we going to dinner tonight? Yes. And it's a blast. Yes. So that's... Danny, you remember being yeah. in Arizona? Me, you, uh, Carmen, Yurko. I think Delivet was with us. Yurko's riding up front with the Uber driver because he's from Croatia. And we're all having a great time out of it. Those are the things we're missing. Those moments, those bonding times, to hang out with JD was it was a treat. Let uh, me uh,
2: let me just give you just one little note before we hear from our guy Rob Domovsky. This is from uh, the front office of the Denver Broncos. I got a text. Uh, there was an opening statement made by uh, Vic Fangio, longtime defensive coordinator for the Bears, now head coach for the Broncos. This is what his statement. My guy Jordan Beasley sent me this. He says, "Quote." Also, on a personal note, there is there is a passing of Jeff Dickerson, the Chicago Bears ESPN reporter. I was really surprised and sad to hear that. I got to know Jeff while I was in Chicago. I thought he was a hell of a guy and a great journalist. It's a big loss to the NFL community and the journalistic society. That comes from Vic Fangio in his press conference today with the Denver
1: media. By the way, Lewis Riddick just donated $1,000 from Monday Night Football. He's a frequent guest on this station, and the amount right now is at 412500 and sixty two dollars. It's a GoFundMe called Parker's Fund for Jeff's eleven year old son who has now lost both parents in a two year span to cancer. Horrific. We'll talk to Rob Domovsky. He's covered the Packers for almost three decades. He's a Chicago guy though, and he was one of Jeff's best friends. We'll be right back.
0: As we look back on and celebrate the life of Jeff Dickerson today on ESPN 1000, please consider making a donation at the GoFundMe page for Parker's Fund. Everybody hurts
1: sometimes. We are paying tribute to our friend, Jeff Dickerson, if you're just tuning in now, we've been on air all day long with Jesse and Meller and Waddle, Sylvie and Carmen. Uh, Yerk called in. Fred Hubner's on after us at four. Uh, then Black and Abdallah at six. And it's all in tribute uh, to our friend who passed away yesterday at the age of just 44. He lost his wife two years ago to cancer. And they leave behind an 11-year-old son named Parker, who's an outstanding athlete. I mean, we don't say that lightly. He'll he'll be a college athlete. He's that good. Uh, But he doesn't have his dad there anymore or his mom. And we're trying to help ensure his future. So if you can donate, please. Parker's Fund on GoFundMe. You can find it on Hoodie's Twitter, at TweetJHood, on my Twitter, uh, at the Capman. Adam Schefter's been tweeting with large donations all day long. From to- uh, Jeffrey Lurie, the owner of the Philadelphia Eagles, ten thousand dollars to five grand from Tom Ricketts, five grand from the Blackhawks, money from Jed Hoyer. Uh, the, the LA Rams just made a twenty five hundred dollar donation. Uh, Louis Riddick. It's just one after another. Right now, it's at four hundred and twelve. Excuse me, four hundred and sixteen thousand. And $15. So if you can give, please give.
2: We turn to one of his great friends on the NFL Nation beat, Rob Domofsky. Covers the Green Bay Packers for ESPN.com. He joins Cap'n Jay Hood here on uh, Dickerson Day here on ESPN 1000. Rob, thanks for joining us.
3: Guys, you're going to have to help me get through this.
2: Yeah, I, I understand. Uh, we are all going through it here, Rob, because it's um, it's very difficult Uh, for all of us i just want to know the first time that you met jd what are your memories
3: (laughs) oh boy i don't i don't know if jonathan i don't know if it's the first time but one of the first it was the first year of espn nfl nation so that was 2013 look i've known i've covered the packers for 25 years and and obviously you guys know i'm from chicago area and and I followed the Chicago media and the Chicago team, so obviously I knew of all you guys long before I ever met you. Um, but but the, I think it was the first year, uh, 2013, you have to check me on this, but the Packers and Bears were playing a night game, as, as they often do, uh, at Soldier Field. I don't, can't remember if it was a Sunday night game or a Monday night game. But, but J.D., you know, I said, hey, when are you getting into town? And he says, oh, I'm just going to drive up. Uh, cover the game and, and drive back. I go, What are you crazy? Like, you know, you're not, you have to do that all in one day. You're going to get home till three, four in the morning. And he said, Well, you know, you know how it is in Green Bay. If you don't make a hotel reservation, you're not going to get a room. And I said, Forget it. Just just stay with us, you know? So he's like, Are you sure? I said, Oh, absolutely. That started a annual tradition that, that every time the Packers and Bears played at Lambeau Field every year, JD would stay at our house. I mean, it was, it was just a given. Um, he was going to stay with us. And look, you guys know what a sports writer's love more than anything—Marriott Marriott points. points, right? Yep. Yeah. So, so, so here's a guy who was willing to give up those precious Marriott points uh, to stay with a friend. And um, oh boy, the last time he was up, which is probably must have been the 2019 season, I'm guessing. Uh, we, we went to dinner at a, at a local place uh, in Depierer where I live, suburb. and he's like, "I'm buying the first bottle of wine." And I said all right. He says, "You got to try this wine. It's called the prisoner." And my wife loves red wine and I'm, I, I don't know anything about wine. I just know what I like. And we, we have this bottle of wine and, and we drank it. Of course, probably drank another one. And, and that, ever since then that, that's been our wine, the, the prisoner. And uh, you know, I had a bottle. Ready, ready for JD when he was going to come up the next year, and of course, the pandemic hit. Uh, and then this year, about whew, I don't know, about a month or so before the game at Lambeau, JD called me and he said, "Hey, look, I'm I'm not going to travel anymore. I'm you know having some complications." And I said, "Well, you know, I got this bottle. You know, like you know." He uh, "He says no. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. We'll we'll, we'll drink it." And uh, guys, I went to see him last Wednesday, um, the day he went into hospice. Um, I believe I was the first one to see him, but when he got it, settled into his room and, and, you know, he could tell that I was, you know, worried about him. And, and he just said, Hey, don't worry, man. We're still, we're going to drink that bottle of prisoner. Um, so I have it now. I'm going to, I was going to drink it last night, but, but I'm going to wait uh, a few days. Um, but I, let me just tell you this, his sister-in-law, Jen, who is the one who has set up that GoFundMe, Mm -hmm. um, texted me last night um, because she saw what I said about the prisoner wine, and she said, hey, just wanted you to know that on Christmas Day, one of the last days that Jeff was lucid, we opened a bottle of prisoner and we all toasted it. And, And that made me really happy that he was able to do that one more time.
1: Rob, I'm holding a bottle of prisoner right this second. It's right here and I hope everyone can get, raise a toast in his honor. i got to tell you
3: one more. Cap, you and I talked yesterday, last night off the air, and, and um, I'm in, I've been in Milwaukee um, last night and all day today working here remotely because my son's playing in, in a basketball tournament, the Rick Majeris shootout uh, here in Milwaukee. He's a junior in high school. His team's ranked number one in the state. And so I, a couple things. One, I've been able to listen to – you guys on and off as I've been running around Milwaukee just in the car. It's great. The signal is nice and clear. Um, not as clear as it is in Green Bay. I know I know you're going to tell me I can listen on the app. I, I get it. I'm, I'm 50 years old. I still struggle with that kind of stuff. But yep. listen, listening to the radio today and all the different shows as I've been running around have been wonderful. Uh, last night um, we were... Hogan's my son Hogan's team's ranked number one in the state. We played the in division one, the big divisions. We played the number one team in division two. Game got tight in the second half. Uh Hogan gets it in the right corner, buries a three. And <laughs> I couldn't help but think, you know, maybe J D had a hand in making sure that shot went in last night. So.
2: Yeah, he's um You know, I keep thinking about Rob as Parker's son. Yeah. I just can't help but to think about him because um, of all that young man's gone through with his mom and now with J.D. And this is yeah. why this GoFundMe is so important. And right. I, don't, I don't know what he told you, but I know that in hospice he told me just you know, look out for my son. You know, yeah. just be able to just in the great, you know, they're, they're, it's it's sad that we're seeing this with J.D. But I, the infrastructure, the, the yeah. amount of people, family, yeah. friends that are going to be around this young man, he's going to get so much love. And that, and that's the thing that I have some sauce in today, knowing that yeah. he'll have so much love and support.
3: Yeah, and you know what? One of the things I don't know, you know, who was all there when you guys went to see him, but you know, obviously I know everybody's mentioned his parents, George and Sandy. Um and, and his, his his uh Parker's two aunts, CeCe and Jen. Um, I mean they're gonna do everything they can to take care of him. Um, you know, I, I can tell you this. What I vow to do is, you know, it's easy to say, all right, you know, everything's, you know, about Parker now, and then, you know, six months from now, a year from now, two years from now, whatever, forget about it. I'm going to do everything I can to make sure that I I stay involved with him and, and make sure that he has everything he needs. Um, you're right, Cap. He's a heck of a little ball player. Yep. Uh, one one thing that JD and I would always do, and 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 really our, our, our late friend Vaughn McClure was who was the one who started this, is Vaughn would always ask me, and Mike Wells in, in Indies the same way would always ask me about my kids' um, sports activities, and baseball and basketball, and I would always cut up highlights and, and send them to Vaughn, and send them to Wells, and send them to JD. And, and I remember the first first game of this year, high school basketball game, my son's first game on varsity. I sent the uh, a highlight, a little highlight clip to, to those guys, and I said, hey, man, Vaughn would have loved this. And J.D. goes, I love it, man. And this is, you know, this is – six weeks ago when, you know, we didn't know where that this was going to go away. It did he goes, I love this. You keep sending it to me. And, uh, and, and he would do the same with Parker. And my younger son, Roan, uh, played the baseball tournament. I think it was in the Dells or maybe somewhere in Milwaukee. And Jay and Parker was playing in the same tournament and, you know, got to see each other's kids play. And, um, you know, it was just, it, it's just, uh, he's, he's an unbelievable guy. Um, I tweeted my brother actually, who's a principal at Bartlett High School. Actually, tweeted a picture a little bit ago of uh, JD and I came to, to Bartlett High School a few years ago to speak at their career day, uh, and and I asked JD to come with me. And I will tell you what, I mean, you guys know he he captivated the audience. I mean, he had you know he had every student in that room, you know, on the edge of their seat with stories about the Bears, stories about you know working in sports media working in chicago and that, that was of the many many days that i spent with jd that was one of my favorites
1: rob we appreciate you taking some time to share with us i look forward to seeing you uh once the football season's over we're going to get together and we're going to drink a bottle of prisoner and toast our friend
3: absolutely i love you guys and uh best to everybody at the station
1: the feeling is mutual we'll talk to you soon thank you rob that's Rob Domofsky, 25-plus years on the Green Bay Packer beat, but he's an Arlington Heights native, and uh, he and J.D. became best of friends. And he's right. One thing sports writers want are their Marriott points. Sure. We will drive 30 minutes out of the way to stay in a Marriott to get our points. Yeah. And that was J.D., but not when it came to his friend, Rob Domofsky. Uh, we will tell you about how you can help, and we'll take some of these calls before we hand it over to Fred Hubner next. This hour was brought to you by Northwestern Basketball. Chicago's Big Ten team, Coach Collins and the Cats host Prairie View A&M Thursday at 4 p.m. at Walsh Ryan Arena. One child gets in free with each paid adult. Buy tickets now at nusports.com. ESPN 1000 remembers Jeff Dickerson. Join us all day for a celebration of our beloved teammate, take some calls. We've had people that have been holding that would like to just tell their stories, their interactions. We just want to let you know again how you can support the 11-year-old son that Jeff and his late wife, Caitlin, have left behind Parker. It's called Parker's Fund on GoFundMe. Right now, it's raised $422,334. Please share the link. You can find it on my Twitter at The Catman. Hoodies Twitter at TweetJHood. Danny's Twitter, at DZetterman, at esp 1000 any of our hosts here, Waddle Sil- at WaddleSylvie, um, at TWaddle87, at Carmen DeFalco, at Yurko64. Everybody has retweeted this, so you can find it a million different places uh, as we continue to try and raise money uh, to help the future of 11-year-old Parker Dickerson. You can also go to obviousshirts.com. And Joe at Obvious Shirts has created a line of Jeff Dickerson shirts. 100% of the proceeds go to that GoFundMe.
2: Let's go to the phone lines and get your memories of our friend Jeff Dickerson. Let's go
1: to Marvin in Bristol, Connecticut. Hey, Marvin. Hey, what's up, guys? Jay Hood, what's going on, man? Hey, Marv. Uh,
2: Marv, uh, a longtime worker at uh, ESPN Radio, was our first producer on the Dickerson and Hood show. Yeah, um, man, just
4: wanted to... Send my condolences out to you guys, man. Completely devastated over this news, man. You and Dickerson, Jay hood were just unbelievable. Like, we were happy to work on the weekends when it was you guys. And everybody, like, from, like, m- like doing, like, old wrestling. We were talking about Midnight Express versus Rock and Roll Express. <laughs> and the mod theme Yeah, we would use as a rejoin. Like... There were just so many uh, great things, and when you guys were filling in, save you know whoever was out. Oh, like, who's filling in? Oh, Diggerson Hood. Oh, hell yeah, let's go! So, me, Mike A, Michelle, Ben Barry, who was looking up condos instead of uh, working on the show. Once, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> With you right.
2: guys. That's right. Uh,
4: <laughs> but um, I definitely want to you know just you know say how great of a guy he was, and Jay Hood. You know, I got so much love for you guys. And, like, it makes me feel good to know that I wasn't the only person that felt this way about about him and, you know, J-Hood, you know, you're bunched in with him uh, because you guys were just amazing and, like, we were just so happy to work on the weekends when it was you guys. We'd be irritated when it it was most, you know, other people. But, um, you know, just wanted to send my condolences and say, man, Thank you to Jeff, Jay Hood. Thank you. You guys, like, easily. And you've seen it on Twitter, Jay Hood. Yeah. You know, the way we, you know, we felt about you guys in Bristol was just, you know, it just wasn't for show. It just wasn't, you know, because this has happened now. We've always felt this way about you guys. And just one more thing. Uh, last time I texted Jeff, I texted Jeff, uh, we were working, um, the show I work on now, we were talking about the Bears. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, man, we're talking about, uh, The Bears, and, you know, you guys might have a quarterback. (laughs) So he goes, well, Marv. Oh, he's like, oh, hey, Marv, good to see you. You know, good to hear from you. He's like, well, you know, the Bears are the Bears. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. (laughs) And and that was it. Jay Hood, man, I love you, Cap. Thanks so much, you
0: know. All the best uh, to you. Thanks for sharing. Thank you, Marv. Thanks, Marv. Appreciate it. Danny. There, there's one more story I want to share that I'll be mad at myself if I don't, because this encapsulates who JD was as a person. So JD was like the commissioner of youth sports. We've heard about how great of an athlete Parker is, but JD wasn't all Parker all the time when it came to sports. If my kid, which my oldest plays competitive sports, he was thoroughly interested in how Avery's doing. Merkin's son, he would always text Merkin, how's your son doing? And this, this is, this is, the essential jeff dickerson story when he started chemotherapy i texted him that day and i said hey jd how was chemo how are you feeling and i'm going to read you his text i've been going through texts with him all day and they're making me bald. but this is who jd is right hey brother how you doing how was chemo he responds hey danny i'm doing okay it was a rough week it's going to be some rough nights and early mornings how's avery's tryouts going yeah. I'm asking the man about his chemo, and he's worried about my son. That's who he is. That's who. That, that's it's, how. It's, it's great that
1: you saved that for the end because that's how I want to remember him. Yep. That's, that's who, who that guy was.
2: Selfless. In a business where it's about me or it's about my spot or what's going to happen with me, JD was never concerned with that. You know why? Because JD was a rock. Um, he was. Well, let's walk away from this show, Cap. Making sure that. The Waddle and Sylvia audience and the Cap and J-Hood audience and the rest of our family at ESPN 1000 understands how he was a tower of power, how he was someone that was a rock, man, through it all. You know, being able to try to take care of his wife with cancer, trying to take care of his son as a single dad, that's all not hard. And trying to keep it together on ESPN 1000 covering the Bears beat, all that is very difficult on anyone. And J.D. was able to hold on to it and work thoroughly until he couldn't, until his last day.
1: Yes. Uh, Jonathan, it's been an honor to talk about our friend and to do it with you. I look forward to being back on the air with you on our show on Monday. And we'll talk Bears and all of it. But we will always have a special place in our heart for our friend Jeff Dickerson. And if you can please, please help... The 11-year-old son that he and his late wife, Caitlin, have left behind. Parker's Fund is on GoFundMe. You can find it on all of our Twitters. And obviousshirts.com has a line of Jeff Dickerson shirts that are really cool, a hoodie that I got that's awesome, and 100% of the proceeds go to that GoFundMe for Parker's future. If you can help, it's a gut-wrenching story to lose both your parents in a two-year span. Uh, but that 11-year-old little boy, I believe in him. Yeah. He's tough like his parents. Mm-hmm. Uh, so say a prayer for him tonight. Uh, Fred Hubner is coming up next. Blackett Abdallah at 6 for Hoodie, for Danny, for Eric Ostrowski. Thank you so much for listening. Fred is next.